We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. It is not God's will that all the evil that comes down the road just comes and camps at your house. <laughs> no, if you invite it, and if you don't resist it, it will come to your house. But you don't have to receive it. Thank God you can resist it. We need to know that the wilderness experience to the children of Israel was not a blessing, it was a curse. You hear people trying to explain that the reason that we're going through troubles and problems and trials in this life, it's God trying to perfect us and perfect our faith. Well, that may sound good, all right, but it's just simply not true. It's not borne out in the Word of God. Check up on the children of Israel and find out if the wilderness experience perfected their faith. It didn't make them stronger. It killed them. Check up on it. You'll find out. It killed them. Everybody from 20 years old upward died. All the doubters died, except Joshua and Caleb. Well, they weren't doubters. <laughs> Thank God. They believed the Word. Now, there's people talk about, well, I just don't believe in this confession stuff. I don't believe in this name it and claim it. Well, God named it and I claimed it. Thank God I'm going to continue to claim what God gave me. Now, see, we're not talking about something God didn't give you. We're talking about something God gave to you in the promises of God. You see, people get this idea, well, if it's a promise of God, then it'll just happen to me, I guess, if it's the will of God. No, it won't happen to you just because it's the will of God. It never has happened that way. And it's not going to start now. Now, with that kind of thinking, well, it must be God's will if it happens. Or if it's God's will, it will happen. Let me ask you something. Is it God's will that any should perish? Now, think about it for a minute. No. You see, the Bible says it's not God's will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the will of God. Well, why doesn't it happen to everybody? Because not everyone believes it, and not everyone receives it, and it is the will of God. It is not God's will that any should perish, but millions upon millions, multiplied millions, are perishing. Now, you see how that line of thinking can lead you astray in everything else in life? Not only just in the small problems and situations that you face, but in every situation in life, because it is an error to think that way. Just because it's God's will doesn't mean it's going to happen. And just because it happens does not mean it is the will of God. And you need to understand that. Go with me to 1 Corinthians. And let's notice a statement that Paul makes. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 8. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day, three and twenty thousand. He's talking about the children of Israel in the wilderness. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now see, this verse is especially for you if you believe that God is the one that sent the serpents to kill the people. <laughs> Even though in the King James Version said God sent fiery serpents among them, 
Here it says, the destroyer destroyed them. Now, see, we've got to find out who the destroyer is or we're going to be in a heap of trouble in life. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now, this labels it right here. Paul labels it. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. The devil is the destroyer. It is not God that's doing the destroying. Now, of course, like I said, there's some things under the old covenant, the judgment of God. Don't try to pull all of that over here under the new covenant. Now, let's take a look at Psalms chapter 17. There's a passage of Scripture here that's been a tremendous help to me and gives some light into this area. Let's read from verse 4. Well, let's back up and start verse 3. Thou hast proved mine heart, thou hast visited me in the night, thou hast tried me and shall find nothing. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips, I have kept me, or I have kept myself, from the paths of the destroyer. Now listen to what David said. He says, by the words of thy lips, God's lips, the words that God spoke, he says, I have kept myself from the paths of the destroyer. It wasn't something that God did, it's something that David did. He said, I have done this. How did he do it? He did it by the words of his mouth. He spoke what God said about it. He proclaimed what God said about it. Verse 5, he said, Hold up my goings in thy path, that my footsteps slip not. I have called upon thee, for thou wilt hear me, O God, and incline thine ear and hear my speech. See, he told God what his word said. I'll call on you and you'll hear me. Now, he's saying, I have kept myself from the paths of the destroyer. Now, you can keep yourself the same way. By saying what God said. Mixing faith with what God said. You see, most people, most Christians, let's put it this way. Well, let's, let's don't make it quite that strong. Many Christians, they're always quoting what the devil said. Well, you know, the devil said so-and-so. They can tell you everything the devil said. But it's amazing how many of those same people that'll say to you, do you have a word from the Lord for me? <laughs> yes, I have a word from the Lord for you. Quit listening to the devil. That's plain and simple. And start tuning in to what God said. Begin to say what God said. If you say what the devil says day in and day out, you're going to be able to hear what the devil says. Because you get highly developed in hearing what the devil says. Now, God said to Joshua, in Joshua 1.8, Let not this book of the law depart out of your mouth. Now, see, he's talking about the word of God that they had in that day. He says, Don't let it depart out of your mouth, but meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do all that's written therein, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Who's going to do it? Joshua's going to do it. By doing what God said. See, it wasn't up to God, it was up to Joshua. What he was going to do, if he did what God said, he'd have what God said he could have. And thank God he did. 
But you see, many people think the reason it happened to so-and-so is just because God liked him more than he did me. Maybe he had more faith. Well, it might have had more faith. You have faith by hearing the Word of God. You confess the Word and you hear it, and it causes your faith to grow. So Joshua just simply said what God said. He kept saying what God said. Now, let me show you what happens to many people in life. They see God come on the scene in a tragic situation. Someone has a wreck, they spend three weeks in the hospital, 19 people witness to them, they get saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost. Somebody said, yeah, you know what the Bible says, all things work together for good. Fui. <laughs> I don't believe that and Paul didn't believe it, that everything worked together for good. See, Paul was talking about what you pray about in the Spirit will work together for good, not everything that happens to you in life. And if you believe that everything that happens to you in life, you're in trouble now. And you better find out what God said about it. Because the same Apostle Paul that made that statement, all things work together for good, also said, I would have come to you, talking to the church, I believe it was Thessalonica, said, I would have come to you once and again, but Satan hindered me. So see, Paul didn't believe that everything worked together for good. Because everything does not work together for good. He was talking about everything he prayed about in the Spirit. And you, you study that in the context there in Romans, the 8th chapter, and you'll understand it. But people pull it out of context, see. Now, what's happened? People have seen God on the scene in a tragic situation and getting good out of it. God will always bring some good out of anything the devil does if he has a chance. And they see tragic things happen. Then they see God putting that thing back together and causing something good to happen. And they say, yeah, you see there, God caused that boy to have a wreck, so this would happen. Well, now, if God is in the business of causing people to have wrecks so that they'll get saved, then we ought to pray that everybody would have three of them. <laughs> because there's a lot of people not saved. But you know that everybody who has a wreck don't get saved. Some of them get killed. The devil's out to destroy them. Now, let me give you this illustration. In our hometown, there's a little boy that used to go with his daddy, and they'd go when the fire trucks was going, they'd go watch the fire trucks, you know. And after his dad had carried this little boy about five years old, about four or five times, to see the fire trucks and see the house of fire, one day this little boy said to his daddy, he said, Daddy, why is that little red truck running all over town, setting all these houses on fire? Now, see, you laugh about that, but that's the way some Christians are. They see God on the scene of a tragic accident, working some good out of it, and they think God is doing it. They think God's the one setting the houses on fire. They think God's the one causing the tragedy, but He's not. He's trying to bail the individual out of it. So be smart as that little five-year-old boy and recognize that when God's on the scene, he wasn't there because he caused the accident. He's there trying to heal and deliver and set free. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our book offer all this week is book offer number 7507. It's a 109-page paperback entitled, How You Can Avoid Tragedy and Live a Better Life. For $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. You know, you can avoid many tragedies in life, but you have to follow the Word of God. The Bible is the manufacturer's handbook, and it tells you how to avoid some things in life, and that is by following the Word of God. Avoid strife at all costs. 
Now, the chapter titles in this book, one chapter title is called Those That Oppose Themselves. Did you know that many people oppose themselves by the words they speak? They're speaking words that create problems for them. They're praying the problem. The more you pray the problem, the more you believe in the problem. The Scripture says, What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. So you're supposed to be praying the thing that you desire, and believe that you receive them. If you're praying the problem, you shouldn't be believing you receive them, but you will because you're speaking things that already exist, and you don't change things by leaving them like they are. Then one of the chapter titles, number five, is called The Right Foundation. If you don't build on the right foundation, when the storms of life come, it'll sweep you away. But if you dig deep and lay the foundation on the rock, and that rock is Christ Jesus, or the Word of God, and then when the streams beat vehemently against your house, it cannot shake it. Offer number 7507, 109-page paperback, how to avoid tragedy and live a better life. For $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Caps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.